0: What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. Oh, it's good. It's Marcus and Shanks. What up, what up?
1: It's Charles or Chuck.
2: Wow, did you train her to do that? That was amazing. You got Matt or Has, of course, coming in here. What an amazing weekend of Smash Brothers Ultimate that we had here. Uh, it was kind of like two weeks ago. It was the Summit show, of course. Last Summit. We were all going to be paying attention. We were all there uh, watching it, seeing the results. And then this weekend, our attention was split. Especially Charles and uh, Gavin being in Hawaii themselves playing at KawaiiCon. But then we also had, I know Marcus and I, we were big chilling. We were in full spectator mode this weekend. Major upset and then battle for the South as well. Some really good results, some really good players having some good head to head clashes. So I think before we get into that, though, how's Hawaii, boys? What'd you think, Gavin? It your first time there, right?
3: Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I probably haven't spoken about it too much on the show, but. I kind of have a strange connection to the Hawaii smash scene Um, going back to brawl, like the brawl combo videos back in the day is what developed my view of smash and like, you know, my play style and got me into competitive smash in the first place, just like combo videos online for brawl. So it's, it was really cool to finally get to, to go to Hawaii. And it also just leads back into, it's crazy that, I'm this close to Charles as well. Like Charles was my coach. He's on the show. Um, and it's, it's crazy how deep the connection goes, even outside of that relationship with Charles. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fantastic. And thank you to Charles for being a great host. We got a rental car. We went on hikes. We went to multiple beaches. I tried a lot of new food. Uh, you know, getting to experience that with with B as well was fantastic. It was like unforgettable both of us like every every couple hours it's like we would just say like this isn't real <laughs> it's, it was amazing and getting to know gluto better was great was uh mars was there who i know very well but just in- incredible being with um those people as well bam
1: and scissor uh charles like just great time yeah void was it void like like, he was kind of like going back and forth because obviously he has like friends and family as well in hawaii and if you guys don't know the combo videos that gavin is talking about or tweak is talking about it's a gsm combo videos so gimp style madness my personal favorite one is step it up a generation but yeah (laughs) that that was hawaii hawaii brawl was very different from the real world of brawl real world of brawl was like you know two hour long grand finals of Meta Knight and ice climbers camping each other out in hawaii we didn't give a shit we just ran at each other and tried to do cool shit so uh, <laughs> i definitely learned how to play smash in a very different way in a very different environment but it was uh it was super fun look at this and, and this is this video editing is brawl by the way the video editing in this is insane and like uh the leader of our crew did all the video editing he was also like the best player in hawaii his name is lethal trilogy so amazing stuff and yeah it's always a good time and it's such a strange connection. I remember meeting Tweek at Evo 2015 in Smash Four, and he came up to me. He's like, "Oh my God, I'm a huge fan." Yada yada. yada. <laughs> Dang man, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Junior. That was that was the dark <laughs> times of Junior. But yeah, it was a really fun event. Um, I'm from Hawaii, so obviously uh, I, I had to play the tour guide a little bit. But we got to I, I took him around every side of the island, so north, south, east, west, and it it's. Even to me, it's so surprising how different each side of the island is. But uh, yeah, overall, it was great. All uh, and even the tournament, man, the tournament was so fun to watch. I know, uh, I know, Gluto has bested you the last like two or three times you guys played, and I know you uh, how you talk about how difficult the matchup is. And yeah, there is even <laughs> so Tweak's first round in winners top sixteen didn't show up because he had to go to church. That's only something that's, that's gonna happen in Hawaii. He, he literally players. just Yeah, a Luigi Cyclone, player yeah. just Cyclone just showed up, put everyone, gave gave out the L's, put everyone in the losers that was in his path, and was like, you know what, Sunday, I'm going to church. See you. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out know. to Cyclone. Like, yeah.
3: I, I showed up to the venue and like learned that and I was like, Oh, what do I do? <laughs> like, that's never <laughs> happened to me on like especially like a Sunday of a tournament. Like walk in, it's like they're just like, Yeah, you're in top eight. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I could have got oh. some, could have uh, hung out and got some food or something. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, going back to the Gluto thing, Gluto is also just my favorite player in Ultimate. Um, and the thing about Gluto that some people might know might not know about is he's like very ridiculous in friendlies. Um, And also, he's the type of person where if you play him a little too much, you might not be able to win anymore. Um, I could say the same for myself. I think that's a big thing that's happened with me uh, many times. But um, once Gluto, I had a perfect record on Gluto for quite a while. Um, And once he got that one win, I just was having a hard time beating him anymore. Um, So I think that's why, you know, this grand finals ended up being so difficult. It's just a combination of like, you know, I've done well against him in the past, but he's been doing well against me lately. I have a lot of respect for him. The matchup's hard. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was really intense.
2: Game 10. Yeah, it was was 10 games, bro. He talked about that bike technology at uh, Summit a lot and how he's trying to incorporate just bike on the ground more, which I thought was really interesting because... Blocks the this...
3: banana and stuff too.
2: Yeah, it was looking yeah. pretty effective. Like, it was cool to see him talk about it and try a little bit at Summit and try to use it more. He wouldn't give us all of his secrets, obviously, but then seeing it more at KawaiiCon, even it says against Mars, um, he was doing it more. And against that good Robin player, um, Band Anime too. He was setting up the bike and stuff. So it's cool to see him... He's always growing and changing the, the Wario meta. He is the Wario meta, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That joint yeah. was super lit to watch. I was sitting there, I
2: was like, "Yeah,
0: oh man, Gavin's up 2-0. He's like, looking, this whatever. Like, And then Gavin lost the game. and Whenever that happens, I start sweating. I <laughs> like, Bro, he's up 2-0 now it's 2-1. It's all good. Lost the second game. It's all good, man. We're going we gonna to tap it. Lost the third. I said, uh-oh. This is not good. And it was like, it, was, it felt like Shades of Summit almost, where I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what's happening. And it, 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 I think Gluto's about to win this event. And you went down 2-1. And I was like, Gluto, it's actually Summit. Like, it's actually yeah. Summit happening. I thought it was a 3-1 for sure. And then you stood up, <laughs> which was really strange. <laughs> oh, so you he stood up after, after game. After game one of set two, yeah, of set two. Four, four,
2: so... four losses in a row. Yeah. The reason I did it
3: after game one of set two is I remembered. I was like, I'm making the same mistake of summit where I'm not giving myself a chance to breathe in between sets when I feel like I deserve it and I should be able to reset myself because I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to like waste anyone's time. But I was like, all right, just like thirty seconds or a minute. Like, let me just. So after game one of set two, I remembered let me do let me try this like let me drink some water like stand up stretch it out and then like when i sat back down it really did feel like a reset you know what i mean it felt yeah. like i was going into a uh, truly going into a new set um i was a little late because obviously it took me an, another loss in set two but that 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 was my reasoning and
0: then clip gavick bro the whole chat if it, <laughs> like a lot of people in the chat were just Clip Gavin's out. Clip Gavin's out. And it just it was raps, bro. It, the games weren't even close after after game uh, after game three, like four and five. I was like, "What just yeah. happened?" Like, who who is the... But <laughs> I think he might have got a little burnt out and tired too. Maybe that's possible. He played a lot of games. He had a what did he have a a good set with Mars and winners, and then yeah, got the run back and yeah, losers. Got the run back and losers. So. Yeah.
2: That was another one too, because we were texting a lot, Gavin, that tournament about Mars and how he was playing too, because that was a really tight set that you had as well. He keeps closing the gap when you guys play. And chat <laughs> and chat got me. They were like, no one beats Mars ten times in a row. And I was like, damn it. i shouldn't laugh at that because I love Ty as a competitor. Obviously you too. Um, but you know, with the set count being in your favor and the matchup being in your favor. This dude, Mars, pushes you to the limit every time, though. It doesn't matter. I mean, that was really last hit, you know?
3: Yeah, so Mm. I guess something that's interesting about this event in general is I played the whole, like, top player group. I actually played all of them since Mm -hmm. Mars beat Gluto and Winners, and then Gluto won the Runback and Losers. I played Void, Mars, and Gluto all in that event, where um, usually it would probably be, like, maybe two of the three rather than all three of them or something but I was actually fortunate enough to play all of them, which is really cool. Um, so it actually started with Void, I guess, before I get into the Mar set. Um, I haven't played Void with Diddy before in bracket. Um, I actually think Diddy wins the Sheik matchup. I'm sure most people would probably say even, which is reasonable as well. Um, but but I, I would give it to, to Diddy. Oh, should I mute my mic? You're talking. You can't mute your mic. Is it loud?
1: Is it, <laughs> Tiny going is, crazy.
3: She's using the litter box. Yeah, I knew uh, what it was at the moment. Right, she's, she's out, she's out. Okay, so <laughs> it's it, 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 it started with the Void <laughs> set. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I think Charles was even saying on the mic, like the last time I played Void in tournament was with Pokemon Trainer or something like that. It's I, played a minute. P, I played it with PT, I played it with Wario, so I was feeling good going to that set because I think Diddy is favored. But the scary thing is Sephiroth isn't an option, uh, in my opinion, because I think Sheik Sephroth is like one of his worst matchups. I think most people are even aware of that. Um So that's the nerve wracking thing, is I like to have plan plan B, plan C, but uh, I just had to go with the plan A. And it worked out. I think Void played really well in a a few ways. I think his defense was really well was was really good uh I think his corner game was really good he was playing so well in the corner that I felt the urge to approach him which is really interesting he played the ledge really well um so it was an interesting set um he made me panic quite a few times which Mars did the set after that a lot too they're just really scary players if they get certain hits or if they are in a certain position um but I won that one 3-1 and then I played Mars uh I think Mars is just a psycho at Smash. Yeah. I, I think we all know this. I think even a lot of the general public knows this. But especially top players, Mars is just a psycho at Smash. Literally one of the craziest, weirdest, best players I've ever seen play Smash. It is like Very so unique. it is so unexplainable with words. How he makes you feel when you are playing him.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like
3: it's, it's like you're a little kid like presenting in front of the class and you're like embarrassed or something. Like he makes you feel stupid every time. <laughs> He, yeah, it,
1: it's one of those playstyles you can't imitate you know what no, i mean no. it's, it's it's so unique and i know we've talked about like really unique players and being good and being unique are two very different things yeah, and so it's I think,
3: my favorite conversation in the world it even has talk, and i talked about it after the event mm-hmm. yeah,
2: even and I think, has, what the heck i got my own podcast now so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's heckling <laughs> but yeah the, i i don't think there's a human in, on planet Earth that can mm-hmm. imitate the way Mars plays the video game, which is really sick. I. It's cool, that, yeah. It's really cool. It's very, very fun to watch. Really fucking annoying to play against. But yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I,
3: uh, <coughs> and this is, like, slightly more in practice, I, I would say, because he went to Summit as a VIP and played with everyone, mm-hmm. so he's actually playing a little bit. But he he's not that, like, locked in compared to if you want to compare it to me right like like competing is my like that's what i'm here for and i feel like mars mm-hmm. is very like back and forth like kind of flows with with the moment and stuff but when he's on he's just on and Bro. there's nothing you can do i would be up one stock zero percent to his kill percent last stock and he would either win or make it less hit and a very favorable matchup, and I can't even understand why. <laughs> like, how is it getting to this point every game? Jeez, I was so like yeah. confused after the set, and I hate to be that guy right after beating someone, but I looked at him and I'm like, "You are crazy!" Immediately after the set ended, I'm like, "What is your problem? <laughs> You're a psycho." You asked him. No, I, li- well, I didn't ask him. I just said, you're a psycho. Like, uh, I, yeah. I even told him, like, I'm expecting to play you again if you keep playing like that. No. I'm expecting to play you in Grand finals. What, What's what's
0: crazy about Mars 2 is it's not just Zero Suit. Like, oh, no. that's what he blows my mind. he do this to mind. you with any character. Like, he, like, Mute asked him to warm up at Summit for a yeah. drama. He was like, he was like, yeah, I can play Mario. I'm like, Mars, what are you talking about? Like, he can what? play you Mario bro mute did not win a set Mute did not win a single set he just kept winning i was like you're beating like one of the best players in the world on just your random mario like oh yeah sure i'll warm you up like huh
3: i don't think he's insane there's no way he knew he had a
0: mario yeah no he was probably just saying that like yeah i got i got a mario and then after that he was like oh yeah i mean if you need help with Lucina because of proto i got you (laughs) like bro you don't play lucina like what, what are you talking about but i promise you if you sat down and you played him you'd be like this dude means lucina like it, it's yeah it's i don't know mute's reactions wow. are
3: hilarious too because i don't think mute is used to losing in that fashion like <laughs> straight up like losing losing Just losing
1: yeah uh to someone's pocket like that you know.
3: oh when you're a top player like that and you're used to winning all the time, like sometimes the awakening is very hilarious to spectate. Uh, Like just, like Mute called him like the Archbishop of Neutral. Like just like, like like, like, Mute is
2: hilarious. Yes, very Very funny. Very, Uh, very funny person. And
3: you know what's funny for me is I'm so used to like just random stuff like that happening with Mars that I didn't piece together that it was for Karama. I thought he was just doing it to do it because he's Mars. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize until the next day, like, oh, you're helping. <laughs> I thought you were just beating his I ass. Think, <laughs> I don't
2: think he did help, actually. I think he shattered me. <laughs> the confidence in that matchup, gone, you know? Yeah. Um, and if it so was on his stream setup, you know there's a YouTube video. I haven't checked yet, but I'm sure that exists. If it, it, was wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the only Ooh. person who
3: got, had the pleasure of viewing most of it was uh, Marcus, so. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, so then... I didn't end up playing Mars. Gluto won won the run back with with Mars, which is also um, kind of what I was talking about, where if Gluto gets some data or plays with you enough, like look at um, Leo versus Gluto uh, 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 as the easiest example because I have so many sets, but Gluto hasn't lost in a while. Once Gluto gets a grasp or a hold, um, it's different. It's very different and it's very difficult and it's going to be a lot more exhausting and those wins are going to feel like they take years off your life if you do manage to beat him. Um, but yeah, I went up 2-0 in that set as well. Probably the most upsetting thing from this tournament was like, um, it's like I had enough to win two games consistent, like um, like kind of dominantly and then like it's like I my bag of tricks ended there and I had to really scrap for the to finish out the sets. Um, so yeah, I got reverse 3-0'd, um, but just as a Wario fan, he did so many things really well. Like, I don't want to get too much into my notes, um, cause I want to hold on to them for the next time we play. Um, but his flow chart was, um, it's interesting because it went how I thought it would, like all of his adaptations, things he would do when I would do something, pretty much everything I predicted he did well, but his, he's just so precise and masterful, and his, um, he's a big, like, I think Wario players in general have to do this, but he's really big on like the slight timing mix ups and like tempo. And I think that's a big key for Wario. And that's what I really couldn't get a hold of, I think. Um, you know, he started command grabbing really well t- towards like the middle of Grands, and that was really giving him an edge. Um, and just like, then there's like the classic stuff where Diddy just has a hard time killing Wario, blah, blah, blah. Um, And as the set got deeper, it's like stages became so interesting and difficult to decide on because we've played so many games. Like, where do you go at this point? Um, But yeah, uh, like Marcus said, the game's four and five. um, I just got a hold of the momentum and just didn't let go. Um, But yeah, I got super frustrated and tilted at one point, but I managed to reset. So I think I have a lot to be disappointed about, but also a lot to be proud of um and i have a lot of vods to watch for the future and um yeah it was a full diddy kong tournament and i won the the tournament of diddy and after a few hours i'm always like damn i'm so happy diddy kong just won a tournament <laughs> like, it's like i i'm like um separating it from myself sometimes after a few hours and i'm just happy that diddy kong the character won
1: which is just funny and
3: cool but yeah that that was that was the tournament
1: you know it was hilarious uh, watching Larry stream. I know uh, Tweak pulled it up, and we're yeah. watching Larry watch uh, or react to Tweak winning the tournament. And Larry's just so funny because for for some reason, or I know the reason, I'll tell you guys. But KawaiiCon's theme this year was a banana, so even in the overlay you saw, there was a banana. It said KoiCon 2023, and <laughs> Larry's just like, yeah, see, it, the, the event was themed after the banana. Like I already I called it. Tweak was winning this turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a casual, like, after the reverse 3-0, you know, game 10, just absolutely wild. No game. sweat, no sweat. The reason why KoiCon was actually themed after a banana is someone left a banana on the table, on a random table in KoiCon 2022, and people started tipping the banana, like just putting cash by the banana, and it made <laughs> – of some money or i i don't know it it had like some something along the lines of a banana was on a table and people just started tipping the banana <laughs> and there was just cash by the banana so the there Nike was all was the really different
3: cool. colors for the badges which is really cool that was really cool so it i was a be green before a lot like the normal pass Did you get yellow. red no i got blue for lanky which is cool which is great it, so. it was like a press badge like you know invited to the event kind of badge and then the exhibitor badge was green for chunky i don't know if there was a red one though i saw yellow blue green uh yeah that's the only
1: ones i saw yellow blue green yeah the
0: best one
3: so when i would walk around the convention like sometimes like someone would be like like what's that for like i'm taking pictures of all the different colored badges <laughs> like they're like collecting them and i was like oh i just got invited here so <laughs> i don't know what to tell you
0: <laughs> the infinity bananas what the heck
3: yeah it's funny but <laughs> the, yeah. there was also battle for the south and major upset which by yeah. the time i finished up my weekend i got to watch some vods and i got to watch the rest of major upset live which was crazy
2: a lot mm-hmm. of amazing Smash where World do we Man. even start I'm going to I'm going to KawaiiCon next year. I don't care. Let's go. I gotta go. I gotta. If anyone is interested,
3: please come out. Um, I said on the interview after after the event concluded, but some events, these convention tournament events, just need a push. If we just get a handful more top players, like I feel like we can ride the momentum. So if you're if you're interested, come out. Because Gluto said he's down again. Uh, B and I are down again. Has just said he's down. Never been to Hawaii. Yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta do it. Come
2: on, baby. Ooh, tweet talks live in Hawaii. Let's go! Oh my gosh, on a beach, on a
3: beach, on a beach. you guys can't
2: make it, I got hats Heckles live in Hawaii. So so (laughs) (laughs) see, hats Heckles Hawaii, Triple H. Oh, Triple H. Wait, 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 whoa, hold on. Um, Let's do battle for the South because that was what a great region, by the way. Like to have some local, like some of my all-time favorite players and characters were in this bracket, right? Obviously, Jazzo. Obviously um jazzo vendetta goblin was having a fucking amazing Woo! tournament playing so well low-key should have been in winter side of grand finals just saying he should have been Shout out to God. AK, but he, ak robbed him as he does because the, the thing about ak is he's Clutched so clutch, up. offensively and he's, defensively he's like,
3: consistently robbing people i'm not gonna lie yeah it's consistent
2: um, Lima had an incredible tournament after getting knocked to losers by shout out to MPG three, one over Lima. Um, and then Lima went just on an absolute tear, uh, in losers with a lot of game fives. Um, and I feel like Lima's clutch factor, or, like ability to learn throughout a set is ridiculously good. Like really, really good because, I was watching Lima play against um, Anathema in, I think that was Losers Finals or Loser Semis. Yeah, Finals. Mm, I watched
1: that set as well, yeah.
2: Semis, yeah. And Lima was getting cooked game one and two. And I was like, how is this possible? This matchup seems to be like one of Rob's worst. You know, Anathema, obviously, godlike player. But, like, I feel like Lima should be running away with this. And slowly but surely, the momentum really started to pick up in Lima's favor um, and just taking off. So, Lima's edge guards against Goblin. We we were talking about this. The, I watched bro, that one the abk colliding with the roy uppy trading I mean, abk
3: again, ABK again the bullets. holding the bullets EG. down yeah yeah.
2: i was like i was the only one popping off a chat i was like is no <laughs> one else watching this shit like that was incredible and then yeah. aaron to aaron goes yeah i saw it it was amazing like i was like why is no one freaking out that was one of the best edge guards i've ever seen an ultimate that was so good it's, yeah. it was I, so good
3: we were talking about it a little bit um Cause I watched like mostly the like top eight, the later half of top eight um, from what I could. Cause that was VODs. I, I watched some of a major upset live. Um, it feels like when Lima knows a matchup, it is very like all the specific situations and it feels like he really wins off of those. Like there's so many things that felt so precise and, uh, and masterful with Bayo in these, some of these matchups and it's like, you know that he just knows this matchup and it feels like it even like lately like mute mute and lima have played a lot but mute's been running away with it every time and it feels like it i don't know how to explain it but it feels like when lima knows what to do and it's like he's not playing smash anymore it's more like he's playing like a single player game and he's like grinding something out that he knows what the outcome is going to be you know what i'm trying to say like and it really looks like that there's so many really unique and specific matchup situations that look so well rehearsed like the edge guards or like very specific frame traps or combos um and with with the Roy matchup specifically it showed really really well and even some glimpses with Snake as well um just
2: yeah it just feels
3: like when he knows it's like we just talked about this with some other players like Luto. it's like it's twice as hard as it would have been And it was was very, very interesting to watch.
2: Yeah, Godlike Run, obviously, from Lima. Um, Goblin, like I said, low-key, should have been guaranteed top two, but just got outclutched by AK in a very good game four. I think looking at these VODs or looking at this tournament, the whole top eight, and honestly, most of the top eight qualifiers from top 32 are worth watching. Uh, Kobe continues to have a really good uh, record against uh, Mudes that matchup yeah. is just bullet hell for peach yeah. which is really tough for her to deal with if the confirms just work let me see hold on i'm pulling up their head to head it's one to three in kobe's favorite set count mm-hmm. for all time so that's just proven to be a tough one for uh for mute Ace. although it was a game five so that's that's really close but either but, way it's a tough matchup and kobe's a very very good player so
3: the interesting thing about ak is this isn't even ak's first
2: like like
3: obviously this wasn't like a major, major tournament, but like AK is becoming familiar with just like winning large events. Um, and I feel like the transitional period of like the up and coming player is like already over for AK. Like AK is just a household name right now in yep. Ultimate, yep. which is really interesting and impressive. Like um, we, were, we were talking about it a little bit. Like AK is very familiar with just winning matches he shouldn't or you know being ridiculously clutch like just it's like ak is getting very comfortable and familiar with taking wins like with winning uh and that's what can really separate i think certain players from others Is like ak is just getting comfortable with being in grand finals or winning a relatively large tournament or getting really far in a huge tournament like He's just yeah. a household name right now. He just, he just is. It's, it's really interesting.
2: The thing aside from that goblin set coming back and winning that one, the other thing I have to give him credit for is cause he really worked for this W because Mega Man has been a matchup. If you follow him on Twitter, Mega Man has been a matchup that has haunted him for, I don't know, the last three, four months. And he's really grinded and worked on it. And he had to play against MPG. Who's playing very hot to make it in a top eight winner side. Um, so really good stuff to AK for grinding out a matchup that he really disliked. And, yeah, Sure, you could just bank on not having to run into a Mega Man or, or one of that caliber for a long time, but not on that day. MPG obviously playing very hot, taking sets over Lima and Chazzo. Um mm-hmm. So you're playing against MPG, this nightmare matchup that you've worked on for so long. And he was able to win that one in four games, so really yeah. good stuff to AK. The work ethic is obviously there. Like you said, Gavin developing that clutch factor, that kind of big win, big stage kind of presence that he's working on, um, which I don't think there's any truer. Test of that than there was at Summit, which is reverse three O in Gluto and then uh three yeah. MK MKLeo back to back. Like, reverse three ing Wario is not Yeah. Easy. That character I, will survive, will have a
3: presence on the stage, like like it, that's very impressive.
2: There's yeah, not much else you could do to boost your confidence in that regard yeah. than doing what he did there at Summit. So That yeah, is yeah, what it is too.
0: his Confidence
3: there. in himself, his yep. character. Yeah
2: that's
0: oh, yeah. what uh that's what i was gonna say about lima like yeah I feel like he's getting more and more opportunities at that super top level and you can see the confidence brewing is yeah. like as he's playing it's like oh i mean i'm like kind of familiar but i'm not too familiar with like not even uh like the character matchup like he's probably aware of the character matchup right but it's like i'm not too familiar with how it's played at the super top level let me figure it out and now you can see like He has a very good grasp of like, like really high level play. Cause he, he, he's a lot less, like he, he does not commit. He just, he does not commit. And before he was like willing to like take a few chances, but now it's like, okay, we're just going to play some neutral. It's fine. If I hit you, I do infinite. If you never
3: hit me. Oh, well, like. It really feels like he plays like a scientist, like in, not everyone does If, if anything, I don't think that's a very common play style. Oh, for sure it really feels like they're like playing it at like to a science like i think of jackal i think of lima but even if you think of other really strong Bayonetta players like bloom bloom and lima are like night and day despite both being Mm -hmm. like really strong players um but yeah it really feels like when lima has confidence and awareness and knowledge that like you're not you're not breaking the science like (laughs) ggs
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're we're getting into this point of the meta where we're like, what, five years into the game? About four to five years, something like that, right? And you would think, like, oh, okay, we're getting four or five years. The meta's getting developed. We know what characters are good, and you're going to see these characters in top eight, and if you don't play these characters, you can't break a top 32 and yada, yada, yada. But I feel like we're getting to the point where matchups are getting so developed where you just we're seeing all these other characters pop out of the meta and it's just like, oh, Ice Climbers is consistently getting top eight. Now Snake is coming back into the meta. Now Bayonetta is coming back into to the meta. And Bayonetta is a character where a lot of people will say mid-tier at best, right? So th- this is like a very common place to put Bayonetta. And I just feel like the whole formula of, okay, in previous Smash games, you pick you know one of the top 15, one of the top 20, and if you don't pick that, you're you're screwed. Right. And it's just such an interesting timeline for Ultimate because now we're seeing matchups get developed to the point where even if it's a minus one or maybe even a minus two, I've seen so many players win minus two matchups like Fox Game and Watch or Peach Game and Watch, right? Stuff like that. And these character specialists are getting the matchups down to a T where it's like, since everything is universalized in Ultimate, your character, even in a minus two matchup, feels like they can win or maybe it's not minus 2 you know what i mean it, it's yeah. so weird to say because yeah. a brawl minus 2 was so hard to win was it it like felt so hard to win a brawl minus 2 matchup and even in smash 4 but in in ultimate i feel like i i hear players say minus 2 and then they win the matchup and i'm like man yeah. like you you the whatever your win condition is in this minus 2 matchup it's good enough for you to beat players
2: around your skill level yeah, you know and I, I mean? think yeah, shout outs to again Anathema, uh Anathema's run through top eight was had to beat Kobe and Dan yeah. in game five, which is in That's Rob Young Link is really tough. Had to beat MPG game five again against Mega Man, and then Lima was up, I think I think Anathema was up two oh, if I remember correctly. And really the crazy thing about that, uh, it made me rethink how that matchup is. I was like, this is how well Anathema's playing it, is it made me doubt yeah. how good that matchup is for Bayo, which I still don't think it's true like i think anathema was just playing amazing and lima had to catch up and then lima did you know and got the reverse 30 but still to what you're saying charles i mean rob is obviously you know top tier top high tier character whatever you want to say about him but still to be able to play he has some dog shit matchups but anathema able to overcome a lot of them or come very close to overcoming arguably his worst matchup against the best player of that character arguably too is insane so good stuff to anathema hard hard fought fourth place for sure so always good to see Good old Rob back. Shout out to MPG too.
3: Yep, really fantastic up and coming player. And Mega Man, I just think is awesome. I I think that character's cool. Oh,
2: guys, be insane to I, fight him though, bro. I, 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 I know Man. like that can yeah. go
3: either way with the community, but I think Mega Man is cool, and I would play Mega Man in another timeline. Not gonna lie. Shout out to MPG. Like really, really fun to watch. MPG is Philly. Super Philly, fun Philly
2: right? Yes. Well, yeah. no. But well, well, it's Delaware, yeah. Delaware, Delaware. But got Philly. it, okay. Yeah. Both, both, both. <laughs> it's usually where I see him playing, yeah. Yes, and, you'll
3: usually see him playing in Philly.
2: And obviously, shout-outs to AK for winning the tournament. I mean, yes, it's absolutely. kind of crazy that we're not even talking about it that much. because There's so much be, to talk about. There's still another thing.
3: tournament to talk about.
2: <laughs> she, you got it, AK. You're the GOAT. Okay, yeah. next tournament. Hey Tweet Talk fans, you know what it is, it's sponsorship time and we're happy to say that today's episode is brought to you by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. Now personally, I love finding deals when shopping online. It makes me feel savvy and smart with my decisions, especially when the deals are a surprise. There's nothing like feeling a little lucky when shopping online and finding good deals. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you go to checkout, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey does its work and searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Now this year, one of my commitments is to one of my resolutions is to get more into working out of a, Been good about the treadmill, but I want to start pumping some weights, right? So I was looking for a new blender, right? I was trying to buy a new blender online. And when I went to go check out, I clicked on my Honey widget and I was able to find a deal and actually save 20 bucks on a really nice blender. Now, this was surprising because it's a really high quality blender. Saving 20 bucks on it was super awesome. And I got to thank Honey for that one. Now, one last thing. Did you know Honey doesn't just work on desktops? It also works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari and your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid in supporting this show. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash tweak. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash tweak. joinhoney.com slash T-W-E-E-K. Tweak. Major upset. Woo! Banger, banger alert throughout, man. So many good players in this bracket. Like, Spargo okay. is a robot, he is. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's he turned, yeah, let's start there. That's cool. Let's do that. A lot of good Marios at this tournament, too, which I thought was funny. Um, uh, base mage making top eight, beating Zomba, by the way. How the hell did that happen? Summit, uh-huh. has- yeah, did you not see that? I didn't
0: right. know that's how he made top eight.
2: Three, two,
3: Zamba. game five. Jackal versus mage in round one of top eight. I was really scared for Jackal.
2: Yep. Uh, Good job,
3: Jude, for getting... I haven't talked to to Jude yet, uh, so he's going to have to see this on the podcast instead of personally. But good job getting top eight. Good job getting fifth. I'm very proud of you. Uh, Yeah, good job. Big D. Yeah, that's that's tough. We'll have to talk about that. Really tough draw. uh, (laughs) We'll have to talk about that one.
2: (laughs) One of the worst matchups you could draw as... uh... For a lot of players, it's wolf, just like, what do you fan. do? Well, Ouch specifically gives them that matchup knowledge. Oh. I feel like it's just so. I feel like I think Ouch has a winning record, but still, like Big D's just so you know he's so good anyway. Ouch to- definitely Ouch. has a winning record by for the way. sure. Yeah. Like a it's yeah. b- it's pretty bad. Shoutouts yeah. to Conga beating Kronos and Loaf back to back. What the <laughs> hell? Pro Conga
1: came back and just start – Smash for Donkey Kong. What?
2: Yes, what's up, y'all? What's up,
3: y'all?
1: washington right
2: <laughs> i think so yeah and didn't yeah. if i'm not mistaken didn't he show up at the end of smash 4 as well like yeah I'm like kinda, yeah yeah what the definitely hell
3: definitely after the dk buff sadly uh maybe maybe we just didn't notice
2: oops it's that's definitely possible too yeah either i don't know that's that's old history at this point the point is is that he got two great wins over snake too as dk that can't be fun
3: it's doable it's doable oh.
2: it's doable no my bad marcus <laughs> Do- sorry
3: yeah, Marcus. Google. Do that. Um, it's doable. Down B is really good I in that match. I knew matchup. it.
0: I knew like I even knew what he was gonna say. Like... <laughs> I gotta watch the VOD, I
2: suppose. Um Monkey Kong plays that matchup really well too. Yes. Actually true. Um let me give a shout out to my man Riddles. Overcoming some good demons. Run. Good run. Overcoming some demons. Yeah. Uh, a couple things for Riddles, and then I'll pass to you guys. Uh, beating Chase twice, which I hate how the bracket was formatted, but Chase beat him pretty handedly. There was a lot of runbacks. There was, and he, yeah, there were in like the top sixteen, top thirty-two, or top eight area. Two wins on Chase, which you might not think much of that, but Chase is a really good player, and he beat him before uh, at Genesis. Yes. And then he also got the runback both times. I think so. Uh, definitely the second time for sure. Yeah, I'll call you too. Uh, and then he also beat big d and I, that's the first time i've seen him do that he might have done it some other time some other and he lost to him that same day so yes yeah, he three owed him with kazia too not messing around not trying terry yep. or belmont or anything just doing it and then he lost to spargo and he's out of the tournament and he tweeted that even though i didn't win the tournament i'm feeling pretty good about that result and i fucking love that because yeah Sometimes, well, I mean, the only people who were ahead of you were Spargo and Leo. That's gonna happen sometimes. Yeah. But he, his. I don't bosses, know who those players are, but they're pretty cool. You should look into them. <laughs> One of them is on your team, so you should probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this guy Meister? I should tell you about too. He's also <laughs> on your team. Uh, they're all very good players. Uh, but yeah, Riddles, uh, I, I just love, love the mentality, love the shift. He beat a lot of people who were giving him problems in the past, and I love his outlook on the tournament. He didn't win, but he got some results he really wanted, and he's happy yeah. with that, so I love seeing that form. It's so. the most
3: important part. That tweet is probably the
2: most important part. So. I
0: think he uh, reversed 3-0 at MFA too, the Olimar. Pretty sure he was down 2-0. I think he is went the, Terry the first two games.
2: Is that the uh, match that wasn't streamed because they were streaming the Gannon bracket?
0: probably something. uh i don't know was i'm was i not sure but i know yeah i know that was an interesting decision but <laughs> all i know is for a long time i wasn't the biggest fan of leo's ages oh, um, baby i thought oh, it's time to I, talk about this i thought it was like good i didn't think it was like a leo character though Because when I think of a Leo character, I think of, like, a sortie, right? First things first, we think of a sortie. And then I think a heavy, like, spacing, positioning type character, right? But the next thing I think after that is they need some way to like, heavy punish you off of, like, the way he uh, conditions you through his spacing and, like, his positioning. And Mithra doesn't necessarily have, like, too many ways to heavily punish you. Like, she can, like, If he's right over and over again, then it turns into a heavy punish. But, like, I'm talking one read, like, boom, we swing for, like, this crazy combo that just kills you. Or, boom, we swing for, like, a shield break, like, with Violet, or this move that just hits you, like, and kills you at 70. Like, think Smash 4 Marth. He's like, oh, I got a read for Smash up, you're dead. Like, or, or like, even Meta Knight in Smash 4, right? Like, oh, and I read your landing with Meta Knight, and I'm just going to dash attack you or dash grab you and kill you, right? That that is something that I've always thought about Leo. And I was like, Joker had that, right? Once he got our sin, get a good read, forward air, down air, boom, you're dead, right? Byleth had that. You get a good read. All of Byleth's moves kill. So I mean you like, broke. Chill broke. Yeah, down murdered, smash or, break. Or you're just dead, period. Yeah, right. So like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't necessarily see it with Aegis. But this weekend, I started to see it. I was like, you know what, like all the other stuff is there. And I think he's starting to get a little more familiar with how to push those neutral wins into some like, oh, I got a good read. And I think you're dead. Like it's not the same as like a heavy, like hard hit. It's more like he's just burning your resources and killing you. And he's like, all right, well, I have a read on how you like to play disadvantage and I'm it's over. Like you're just dead. You can't play the game. And when he was like being really defensive and like, okay, when I hit you, like you're gone, I was like, oh wait. You see it, yeah. This this is it. Like <laughs> but then, you know, he's not <clears throat> comfortable with Aegis yet. So when the when the stakes got a little rough, it was tough. But I, I think I could actually see him see him like committing to Aegis and and like doing a lot of work. And I, st- I I will always stick by this, but I still think Violet is his best character. But I've thought that for a long time.
2: Yeah, you have. Yeah, I dude, it's funny because I came to the same conclusion as you did, and the reason I was thinking about it is shout out to Coach Phil EE because he said he can't get rid of Aegis after summit. He's like he can't do that even after Leo tweeted it. I was like Phil, I was like EE, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you know, he definitely should. But then I started watching him play at this tournament. I was like, oh shit, was Phil was like, right. definitely right. He was definitely, right. and I gave it to I. I messaged him I'm like, you're right, man. I totally agree now because, well. Something you gotta remember: this wasn't aegis bracket. To be fair, it could be a couple of different characters for him, but three Mario's back to back to back. By the way, like what the <laughs> hell was that? Uh, Wario Hilarious. into triple Mario. Don't know how he got that role, uh, but it was Dark Wizzy Ludo. Uh, shout out to Ludo, by the way, causing a couple yeah, different sets there. Yeah, great run. Said, three, man, Jackal, three oh yeah, and then Quinn after that too, which is crazy. Um, yeah, and then and then Karama as well. So definitely an aegis like bracket. But like you said. Something we've seen Leo do a couple times is he'll be on Aegis and he might drop a game or two and then start looking a little uncomfortable, which was very, very unconventional. Still is for Leo to look uncomfortable, but he did tweet recently that he is in his head about it. And I love honestly that he's opening up about it. He's been tweeting about it more about how he he needs to practice and how he needs to like kind of get back into form and stuff and how he because it was always kind of a mystery, at least to me, I don't talk to the guy a whole lot or anything. So it's like, does he, is he feeling, I feel like he's feeling the character crisis, but is he, you know, like what's going on? So he started tweeting a little bit more about it. I thought that was really cool um, that he's opening up. And uh, initially it was, I'm never playing Aegis again. Then I opened up the tournament and the first thing I see is his Aegis. And I was like, this dude's lying. First off, April Fool's was on Saturday. And then he just kept, he just kept it going though. And I really liked where the Aegis was at. And I think at a certain point and maybe Leo is getting to this point is everyone's like, you should have gone Joe. I saw chat. The second he dropped one game to Spargo, you should go Joker. You should go buy I was like, bro, what? Like why? If it's driving, I don't know if it's driving me this fucking insane, it's gotta be driving him pretty crazy at this point too. But at a certain point, I think we all agree. Aegis is what a top two, top three character at worst. Right. At what point is it just that people have really caught up to Leo and that he's going to need to work and get back on top. I think that just might be where we're at, honestly. And I think, I don't know how much we're going to say this is a character thing or not anymore. I love Leo. I think he's incredible, but I think his characters are good. I think Aegis like makes a ton of sense. If he's not feeling Joker, I wouldn't try to force it. Yeah. What Marcus?
0: Uh, Two two things, two things. I'm probably going to be quiet for a little bit. All right. Thing number one, Leo, I need to apologize to you because I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I will never ask you to play Marth again. Do you know why? Because it reminds me of those people that still ask me to play Lucas. And I am so sorry because I know how that feels. My bad for doing that. Like, bro, that was like two games ago. And you're probably like, bro, that was a game ago. Leave me alone. Thing number two, which is really, really, really interesting um, that I was also thinking about. I'll just be randomly thinking about Smash and, like, what's happening. Um, He picked up Corrin, was cooking people with Corrin. And then he just stopped. He just, like, it, it wasn't, like, I don't know if he had, like, a bad friendly session with someone or what.
3: That, like, that he, does it for me sometimes.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's why I was, like, maybe that's what happened. Like, he played, like, a session with, like, Gudo or something. And it, it just didn't go well. But, like, <laughs> bro bro started cooking everybody and then was, like, all right, that was fun. I'm done with Corin." which is really interesting. Maybe he's like, it's like a Lucina thing. Like we all know Leo would have a strong Lucina, but maybe he doesn't find like Corin like super, super, super fun where he finds like Violet and Aegis really, really fun. And I, I like that. He's like challenging himself and challenging the narrative. Like Aegis isn't a Leo character. Like I, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like I can, he's like, no, I can do this. I can make this. I work. agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, for
2: uh, me? Oh, good.
3: Sorry. I think, um, for Leo specifically, like, like has said, I don't chat with him as much as I would like to. I'm sure maybe that'll change now that we're on the same team, but we chatted a little bit more about like you know decision making with characters and like you know how how he's feeling about the game and stuff at Summit. Um, and for me, the biggest point I wanted to get across to him is I wanted him, I wanted to remind him who he is, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I don't care what character you go. I am I would predict you're probably going to win regardless. That's the thing I wanted to get across to him. And it's like, and I was telling him, like, why not? Why, why can't you play Aegis? Why do you think it's just not an option? Because at first, that's what he was saying at some point, right? Like, I'm not doing it. And it's like, why not? Aegis is one of the best characters in the game. In some ways, Aegis is the best. <laughs> in a lot of ways, Aegis is, like, just the best of the best. I don't care if you're the best Aegis in the world or if you're the second best Aegis behind Spargo, blah, blah, blah. Why can't you win with Aegis? You you could. And he's like, yeah, I can. Then do it. You have to give your Aegis a chance to have the legacy like your Joker and Byleth do. Byleth, that was a risky thing to do. Byleth isn't as good as some of the characters you've played in the past, but you gave it a chance to get that legacy. Um... And it's like Aegis is so good, and you're so good, doesn't matter if it doesn't fit the mold of who you are or if people don't think it's right. Why not? You can win any match against any player with probably most characters in the game. Yep, 100%. and you are you, you are the best ultimate player to touch a controller like across from day one to now. It's you, so uh. You know, when you sit down to play a tournament, do what you think feels most comfortable and don't hesitate to do something um, to, to give a character a chance. You know what I mean? Because your characters all have a crazy legacy for a reason. The ones that you've played for a significant amount of time. So
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not like he's like, like when he picked up Joker, right? He had a dip in results right like it's not like he just immediately started winning everything he had a dip he practiced for a little bit and the game was still a lot newer so it didn't take as long to catch up when you picked up a new character right yeah and then Byleth he kind of picked up like during quarantine so he had a lot of free time and a lot of like online tournaments that don't really count like whatever to really like hone his craft on the character and then it comes offline kind of like your diddy kong right like you you come offline you show up and they're like bro this. Islet is different with ages. There is the the slight dip in results. It's happening, right? And like that's fine. You're, he's Leo. He's gonna catch up. Like he's it's second, figure it which up. is hilarious. Yeah, bro. it's well, second one at it's, least. It's it's, n- it's like ninth. Like yeah. oh no, Leo's starting to miss top eights. Like bro, bro will figure it out for yeah. sure. Like
2: yeah, I
3: think I think he needs a slight wake up slap that. He, he is, is him.
2: He is M. K. Fucking Leo. Exactly. I'm <laughs> thinking about characters, bro. Play the game. You're gonna be good, right? Yeah, like, you're, you're gonna guys, probably I, win. I. It, but it's nice. Like I said, it's nice to. See, he isn't in his own head about it, and it's not. That's what we're all saying. Is it's not. That's okay. Characters. He's not. Um, I don't think he's doing something wrong or anything. Like yeah, Charles. What were you gonna say? Sorry. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So for me, I think what I would like to see is just some sort of commitment to the. The main, right? Like I think right now our biggest question mark is who is your main? And usually if you're gonna dual main or if you're gonna play three characters, there's a backbone character, there's a game one character. Like if you're blind picking against someone, like who's your ride or die right now, right? And I think for Leo it's it's all over the place because of that. You know, yeah. right. We don't know. And I mean, honestly, in my opinion, and I think everyone else's opinion here. Leo can pick up half the fucking cast and win with it. It's He's, he's, he's the goat of ultimate, the greatest of all time. He might, you know, Cola might have the edge on him in terms of recent placings, but in terms of the lifespan of ultimate, he is the greatest player to do it. And he can do it with many characters. That's, I mean, even like tweak tweak is another great example of someone that innovates and changes the views of many characters to the broad community. Right? So, it, it just really comes down to like, which character do you feel is strong? Which character do you feel you have a lot of fun with? So you can commit more time into it, right? Cause even when I think of Leo, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of characters at the top of my head that I think Leo would be busted with. I think Lucina would be crazy, but is Lucina so boring to him that he won't like, will he play the game less? That, like, these are really big factors. And I think everyone on Twitter are just being bots and like, Oh, Hey, but like, He never lost with Lucina when he played him. He never lost with this character when he played him, right? And even when you look at Leo's repertoire in terms of like, yes, swords are what he's very strong with and his spacing is very strong. But Leo has proved to be victorious with many different archetype of characters. When you look at Joker, Joker is not a sword character. He's got like some mid-range tools like gun and Aha, but he is a... Movement-based character that is really strong at whiff punishing, right? You know, just like hit and run kind of thing. And then even Meta Knight, Meta Knight is by no means is a sword character. Meta Knight is quick, nimble. You know, dash tax you, you you have that crazy, crazy burst option. Yeah, like Leo. Leo has been successful with a large repertoire of different archetypes. So, I think for Leo, he just like Pink brought up earlier. You, it is harder to catch up, it takes longer right now because matchups are getting developed to a very deep level. It's not like year one where it's like, All right, ever you know, the wolf matchup, you know, the Paulo matchup, you know, the rocket wolf matchup. isn't
3: winning in top eight.
1: Yeah, there's n- no poc- pocket wolf is dead, six feet under, gravestone there. Like, Did no pocket work will for us ever, but... it's never coming back. Put away your pocket, wolves, yours, it'll yeah. never work, it'll yeah. never work at, at, at very top level, like you know, at mid level and stuff like that. It'll work, but. Yeah, I, I just feel like right now Leo needs to commit and just find the sweet spot of a character that's strong and of character he has a lot of fun, and that's something that Twitter will never know. Like I can throw out a bunch of character suggestions at Leo, but I don't know how much fun he has with each yep. and every one of the characters. Like I think Leo would be super fucking broken on Lucina, yep. but I don't, I don't know how much he likes playing the character. Right. No. So it, there, there's a lot of factors going into this, and I know Leo can get frustrated by seeing things on twitter and social media or twitch chat but leo if you're watching this you only you know and only you know like which character has that perfect balance of this character strong enough in the meta and i have enough fun with this character and then maybe have another character that crosses those two sections that cover each other's bad matchups and stuff like that because this character pool is getting deep (laughs) like four characters and stuff that that's the only Uh, one recommendation i'll make where it's like Dipping into like four plus characters for a tournament, that's rough to yeah. you know keep up keep up. So you're saying solo Marth, right? Is what I'm hearing. Solo Marth, of course, uh, obviously. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I might have lied earlier then, in the episode, but no, it's okay. And then if I'm chat, I'll option select. Every time he loses with Joker, I'll be like, Why didn't you just go Aegis or
2: Bilash and then he'll go yeah. one his other characters? And then you you know, obviously um I, I think. Is so it's very similar to what you guys are saying. It's not about the character. It's about Leo getting his groove back. You know yeah. what I mean? Just feeling himself, the confidence. And he since he's tweeting that, since he's showing it, just feel confident, man. Just be in there. He could do it. And to be fair, great run at that tournament. Only losing to Spargo. He played fantastic. He played great. He did. Um, Spargo was just on another one, too. They both had something to prove, too. Yeah. So Definitely got to talk on, about Spargo. <laughs> they were both on a collision course there. But obviously... Nothing but love for Leo and want to see him succeed. And it's nice to see him take a step in the right direction, of course, and to voice those frustrations and just say he's going to start working really hard. Not to say he wasn't before, but just like him saying that it, to me says something, you know? So Absolutely. that's the goat Leo right there. But now we got to talk about Spar Goat. The young sure. goat. Spargoat. yeah That cloud is just. It's something else.
3: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bro, so I had just finished playing for the weekend, and I'm watching. I watched the winners' finals. I watched the grand finals. It's just like there's like two games versus MK Leo where it's last stock, kind of like what I talked about with me and Mars actually, where Spargo's at 120, Leo's at zero, one hit, and it's yep. not like it's a combo, one hit into perfect advantage state and positioning blah 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 and then he wins and it's just like i'm just watching it and i can't get a word out to like my girlfriend next to me trying to explain what's happening i'm like he just won like how and he did that like a couple yeah if you're watching on youtube i think this is one of them like what he just gets like plays a perfect string and like you know, the limit's on a timer, but he uses it right before it runs out, finally gets the opportunity. Like, the patience is just, okay, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking of. I was going to say,
2: <laughs> bro, I'm glad we have that clip on there because I think that was the turning point in yes, Grand, absolutely. by the way. Yeah. I think that, and for those audio only, it was at the end of game one, a set two of Grand's. Leo was up. He was yeah, winning. An and he, was try- he was trying to recover with Pyra low percent, and Spargo was at, I think, basically kill percent, a very high percent. And Leo SD'd. And from there, Spargo just ran with it for sure. It's just
3: another player. It feels like a similar theme uh, in this episode. When they get a grip of what's going on or if they get the right hit, it's just, it's over. Like you can't do anything. These players are so masterful with their characters and they play the advantage state so well. It's ridiculous.
0: It kind of makes me wonder like, how do you be winning on Diddy Kong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like no, no, like 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 it's really strange because sometimes I watch like like Aegis or Cloud or like yeah. Fox or like those characters who have like really strong advantage, like just choke insane you up, sane advantage states. It's not like they're neutral is is bad, you know what I mean? And then like. I watch Diddy Kong hit you for like 40 and then it's like a ledge trap, maybe. Yeah. And you're not <laughs> juggling vertically. Okay, like what what do you want? Sometimes like some I do some messed up. Five. Sometimes you do sometimes you do some crazy stuff, but in bracket majority of the time you're not like 40. Yeah. And then like it's like you're not going to juggle them vertically, because most like what are you gonna up air them? Like, <laughs> so like so it's like like Fox is like, Oh yeah, I might up air you and like Cloud and all them, it's like, oh I might air you and then Horizontally, you have four damn back here. It's like, how yeah. do you like? I don't like keeping up. Sounds crazy. Anyway, it, Spargo, it's hard, yeah. Spargo. when he hits you, um, it's really funny because Gavin and I were talking about this a little bit at Summit. When he hits you, it doesn't matter if it's horizontally or vertically. He's but
3: perfect at both.
0: Yes, but if he hits you vertically, you're more likely to to die if he than if he hits you horizontally because. He, like, threatens the, the yes. up air, yes. but it doesn't matter because if you go sideways, he just back airs you. And if you go mm-hmm. in front of him, he just dash attacks you or something, right? So, like, it's it's like he's, like, hitting you vertically, and you're like, oh, man, like, this sucks. And then he just hits you sideways. It's like, okay, well, he already burned my double jump by, like, sharking me with up air. Then he hit me really far off stage because Cloud's hit in really far. And it's like, now I have to try to recover, no double jump spargo is one of those players that will actually just go out there like yeah he'll especially
3: sacrifice his stock for the win
0: yes like if we have limit like pack it up like just it's incredible to watch like i'm like you know cloud cloud's pretty good and then i watch spargo i'm like cloud is this is the best character ever (laughs) yeah right it's like cloud is insane but then i'm like no, that's actually just that Spargo. Like,
3: yeah the the advantage state you were talking about with the vertical and horizontal. He is so good at setting up his wind conditions when he puts you above him, and then he doesn't actually land like up airs a lot of the time. He lands dash attacks and forward airs, um, and he just like really positions himself like he's like he's directly under you, but then he gets slightly more horizontal. And then he just, dude. <laughs> I could talk about it all day, but like you know, and even at low percents, he'll he lands like so many cross slashes. Like he makes it look so simple, and it kind of is. But the speed and the the pressure he puts on is ridiculous. And he's so good at like you know getting kills and like just not overextending, even though he's playing super fast, and it would be really easy to overextend. Um, Charles talks about it a lot where he plays as fast as light with a slower character, Uh, statistically, like frame data and movement. Like he plays so fast and it's like one of those characters, too, where it's like, oh, snap, like I'm going to die in the next hit. And like you're just realizing it because everything is happening so fast. So it's like he gives you like very small opportunities to play the game, (laughs) especially if you're like a quote unquote normal character um so yeah he just he's fantastic and that's why um i think he did so well versus riddles and losers finals he had an interesting flow chart going i talked about it with with uh i think has a little bit like with uh Aegis and cloud depending on the stage versus riddles and it's yeah. just Kazuya might be heavy and everything but he just plays the advantage state until you can't play anymore
2: um he said in the post that interview that he's going to start counterpicking more like banham yeah uh and he said that he went ages for ps2 for so like for the bigger stages and then smashville he went cloud which makes sense um so he's just trying that out yeah it it makes a ton of sense right um Mm -hmm. so i really like to hear that because even as everyone's trying to adapt and grow as good as spark well i mean obviously spargo and leo both didn't get results that they wanted at summit but they're both trying to grow and figure out what the next step is and they're both looking at it in interesting ways and they both involve which characters they use and and what lens that's going through so it's it's really cool to see how far the 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 meta is the meta is very well developed but we're still working on it right like there's always somewhere to go with it so it's really cool to see especially from those two
3: it's like a genuine curiosity and fun kind of thing a lot of the time too like they're not only doing this to win, but it's also they're also curious to see what happens, and they're having fun with it. And right, that's that's the beauty of of it. Uh, yeah, Spargo and Leo. Like, I when I'm watching winners finals, I'm just like, dang, like this tournament's a classic already. Like the winners finals wasn't quite over. Like I'm watching it with Gluto. Like we're eating food after uh, our tournament finished up. And I asked Luto, I'm like, this this has to go to game five, right? And he's like, yes, it's impossible that it won't go to game five. (laughs) (laughs) And it it did. Uh, So it's just those two just, you know, it's kind of like the game isn't the same without them kind of thing. Um,
2: But, yeah, uh, is there anything else with the top eight you all want to mention? Great tournament. Big D is weirdly consistent with this character that has – One of the best players
3: on the planet and just refuses to lose. It's really strange. (laughs)
2: Feels like ice climbers, every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, this is either a minus two or a plus two. There's nothing they have no even matchups. Like they either win or destroy. Win or get destroyed. Like that's yeah. it. So uh yeah. but he is consistent throughout it all, which you know, yeah. you could chalk it up to maybe a slight bracket look, but there are obviously are times where that is the opposite is true for sure. Especially Summit. Summit was yep, one of those Summit. tournaments where he yeah, had a bit of both at summit he had a bit of yeah, well both that's summit. what i'm saying he always gets a little bit of both but there he is Side top eight for no reason so well not no reason he obviously works very hard <laughs> it's and just, all that good stuff yeah it's, it's just, just so different,
3: different and unique yeah now incredible seen- player and person for sure
2: yeah uh and it's so interesting because now he's just in that you know it's funny because everyone's like oh there's like uh there's like 35 top 15 characters in this game. There's like 35 top 15 players in this game. You know what I mean? And he's yeah, one yeah. of them. It's like, Oh, these guys are all guaranteed to get top eight side or top eight. Nope. Or yes. You know, it's uh, possible <laughs> to tell. So big D. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. I love that guy. Obviously he's awesome. Yeah. Base yeah. mage yeah. getting top eight with Puff.
3: Base uh, mage is dope. Long run.
0: Very Jackal long Getting top
3: eight with, A with Wolf. Top five with Wolf. Uh, Krama, another household name. That's just, Consistently in the
2: top eight. Um Damn, this is a long run, you're right. basemates got upset early.
3: MFA, the Olimar, uh, did really well. Uh I know Aaron and Ouch were slightly outside of like uh the top eight as well. Uh Riddles with a good bounce back, close set with close sets with Chase, lost to Big D, won the run back. Just a great weekend for Smash. There was like I feel like you could really pick like you could either watch all of it, or you could pick like what characters your favorite to watch in top eight. Because there's just so much
2: variety in this game, it's ridiculous. It was Fiz Fizment, by the way, the Shulk player who beat Base Mage in a top oh. sixty four winner side. Shulk qualifier. versus Jellypuff, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and then Uh-oh. Base Mage had to be Captain L in losers. Captain L didn't make top sixty four because of that. Oh, wow. Like because that's how the, Yeah, that's how insane that bracket was. And then in losers, base, Mage had to win one, two, three, four, it five, six, six sets, including Moxie, including Adam, who's a very good Yoshi that went game five, Quinn, uh, Skittles, and then topping it off with a game five win over Zamba. So that you know, is a marathon, a of, a to say the least. Yep. Yeah. Nice job, Base Mage. Incredible. Stuff. W. I think yeah, I saw the clip
1: it. of, I saw the clip of Shulk, like S.H.I.E.L.D. Up our air. team. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, the up air, and even, uh basically was just trying to edge guard him and it's just like shield art directional air dodge in yeah. punches directional air dodge directional air dodge in again punishes directional air was <laughs> like another near, directional air dodges right are after, you like, serious just three, spamming directional yeah, wait, air dodge man. and by the third one got to the ledge and i was like <laughs> i was just balding because i was like oh i just hate that you can directional air dodge the ledge in this game like
2: ah oh. everyone <laughs> always says yes. that uh the monado arts are the best that's the best like move in the game period so used, to be. All... Uh, used to be it used to be I always it's always in the conversation at least what do you think it is now oh switching the like, switching C-Block. to pyro oh. you get Switched access to Pyra.
1: it like game breaking tech and yep. you get to refresh your double G- like block is mm. it's not even close and yep. i wouldn't even say it's on its own tier know. it's like oh. on its it's on its own tier, and there's like a fucking twenty tier gap. If, if
2: I'm <laughs> if I'm playing as if I'm playing as Richter, and I can switch to Pyre after hitting a Holy Water, that's pretty cool. I oh, think fuck. Joker. No. I think Joker
3: Gun is I, like one of the best too. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, but think, like, I do
2: think it's blocked too. But well, yeah, I mean,
3: block by far. It's this not this not move breaks far. the game.
0: I mean, it's not that far. Because well, Electric well, Wing Off
3: is breaks it breaks the game. Oh, we forgot an important one. Yeah, yeah. Like sec-
1: that, Electric Wing Off is the second best move. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's right, not, this episode is over, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, no. Before before we end, I do want to shout out the fan art. If uh, oh yeah, right, true. If you we'll scroll up on the live art. podcast. We got like three fan arts that I uh, I want to showcase. And if you guys want to show off more fan art, what's the hashtag that you want it. them to use? Uh, has just hashtag tweet talks.
2: Sure. Yeah, that works. And or at has the tweet talks. at the Twitter, a bunch of us have access to it. Yeah, uh, dump all your favorite tweet talks or has heckles art. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs>
3: Good show. Yeah, so
1: this this one was funny for the uh, oh. when when Tweak was explaining the Sephiroth vs Fox matchup and Sephiroth <laughs> being a sandbag, fucking hilarious. By the way, yeah, right.
2: it's really good. Am I wrong?
1: You're not wrong. Right. This is really funny. Thank you. But this sandbag does edge guard the shit out of him. But
2: true, so, true, true.
1: <laughs> Transforming into Sephiroth once Fox is off stage, but when you, when they're on stage, he's a sandbag. Yeah. Oh, this uh this summit art was fantastic. Oh yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah,
2: I love that. That was some of my favorite art I've ever seen in Smash, period. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. 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 I was begging Even for the, one. Uh, he didn't do it. The the Hungry
1: Clicker. Oh, yeah, so Hungry good. This, this was... So Hungry Clicker, usually when um, they draw art, they go with uh, just the winner of the tournament. I thought this was very unique because it was first and second place. And so, it's very comical because of what Steve is doing to the guy that sliced the main villain of super smash Bros. ultimate in half. So this, this is uh, just really fucking funny. It's we, beefed funny. It.
2: we beefed it for our audio only listeners, by the way, it is a picture of Sephiroth stabbing Steve through the chest and Steve not caring and lifting him up by the sword by hungry clicker. So we'll just like we'll have, linked, so we'll have all the art linked somewhere at some point. So probably below in the description would be my <laughs> guess. If our yes. editors remember to do that, or if I remember to do that, so we'll do our best. Um, anyway keep giving us art that's cool
3: yeah it's fantastic thank you so much see you Bye. all right
2: peace